I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hear ye, hear ye. Here we are. Back again with some more Oops, the podcast. The whole squad's here today. We've got Ryan, Chris, and of course, my dear friend and co-host, Julio Gallarati. OTP, baby. OTP can't hold me down. <laughs> Ready to rumble today, bringing it uh, straight to your earlobes and, and drums and all that stuff. Excited to, to talk to you. So much to unpack. Uh, how are you, pal? What's going on? I'm good, dude. We're in the dog days of winter. Sure are. Uh, you know, as we record this episode, it is negative 10 degrees Celsius. Is that right? Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, Approximately 14 degrees. Really need that. that yeah, true. That's right. It's it's it, it has a real feel of one degree. Uh, it's freezing. One. Yeah. Market getting clobbered. Crypto, it, crypto, really plummeting, and the fuck, just the, everything, the stock market, everything's getting crushed. Uh, the boys are taking L's left and right. Yeah, and you know, it's just that time of year, man. Just gotta kind of weather the storm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that time. Of just year. gotta get huge, dude. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. I've decided if everything else time is gonna to fall huge. down and de- go go down, I'm gonna get my my weight up. Uh, <laughs> I am going to absolutely <laughs> swollify myself. You know, we've... Swollen Powell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. R.I.P. I've started calling... You know what I've started calling the gym? What? The Serpentarium. Because <laughs> that's where I feed the pythons. <laughs> Feedings are typically between 5 and 6 p.m. The Serpentarium. That's the Serpentarium. i got to head to the Serpentarium later today. Giant yeah. rodents being fed to the pythons. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the pythons outrageous. need to need to be fed, otherwise the ASPCA is going to come down on me, and uh, can't have that. You know, can't oh, have that. So, uh, you know, if you're new, which I don't think any of you are, well, no, you are, but you know, most of you are aware that I have I've really started um, on this creatine train. Francis is getting huge for his wedding. I'm trying to get outrageously, distractingly uh, strong. For my wedding as a joke <laughs> and we are on day three right now and sierra is not happy and nothing's <laughs> changed i haven't there are no noticeable changes but she's genuinely concerned except the world chicken population is going down <laughs> very swiftly Dude, we, I, I bought a a frozen package of, from whole foods of cod fillets that had nice. i think it was like 12 cod fillets and it was gone in two days jesus bro I ate it and I well we, we ate it in two days, but I ate probably ten of those. So a lot of cut, cut. It's expensive. It's expensive to get huge. Yeah, I don't really know how to do it without it being very expensive. It's funny, dude. Anything that's extreme ends up being really expensive, and it's funny how like those communities, like one of the biggest, like the only thing they talk about is like money saving money. Like got like the like getting huge forums. Anytime yeah. I've like stumbled upon it, like when I have some kind of question, it's just talking about like how to get things for cheap and like extreme travel groups too. All mm. they do is talk about money. Interesting. Which is kind of like, okay, 
maybe this is extreme. Yeah, that that's that's a good that's a red flag for you sure. Know, I I think that um, I'm not criticizing your project. I like this project. Well, we'll see, dude. I don't know how long I'll be able to do this. It's kind of unpleasant eating this much. Do you just like feel like <laughs> you just you just feel like you're you feel like a duck being prepared for foie gras? <laughs> I feel like I'm being force-fed, you know, cornmeal is being shot down my gullet to create a fatty liver, which will be spread across a crostini Sure, do one of your favorite restaurant. restaurants. Yeah. It's, I feel like I'm just stuffing myself like the like Hansel and Gretel when they <laughs> fell prey to that witch in the woods. Um, Hansel and Gretel when they fell prey to that witch in the woods. Well yeah, said. fortunately, they'd sprinkled breadcrumbs very... <laughs> Fortuitously, great foresight. They they were they thought, well, if we sprinkle breadcrumbs, we'll find our way out of this this thicket, out of this dump. Um, well, yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know if this is what I want to be doing to my body, but I'm going to see it out until there are major health repercussions. Uh, nice man. I, I don't know. We'll see. But you know, I think me pitching it as a joke, as a way of distracting everyone at our wedding from her. And making sure, like that Tupac song, that all eyes are on me, um, is not something that she's very excited about. That's funny. Like, but as, she's, as she's walking down the aisle, your pants just burst. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking during the mother son dance that, like, I'm just gonna rip through the back seams of my coat, and everyone's be like, "Jesus, he's turning into the Hulk." Why is he mad right now? He's it's dancing a full with his moon. mom, <laughs> yeah. dude. That's fucking great. Um. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, but look, you know, there is, I am definitely a little bit concerned about my kidneys. Uh, I am drinking tons and tons of water. So I'm probably going to go get some blood work done, which is overdue, uh, and do a do a checkup with my primary care physician. Primary care physician. We'll see. So I'll keep you guys posted, but, you know, we're, we're definitely going to be feeding the pythons regularly from now until... You know, until we start seeing blood in the stool. Um, Dude, I thought of you the other day. Um, by the way, yeah, blood—the blood in the stool thing—is what made me think of this. Uh-oh. But it's not what you're. It's I'm not, I'm not going there. Don't worry. But uh, have you watched so Euphoria? No, I I've thought about it. Um, I've thought about it. Everyone talks about it. I understand. I have a lot of respect for it. I just have no familiarity with it. Right. So I, I mean, I started watching it. It was, it was fine. I'm How like, is it? It's not like the type of show I would typically watch, but it's cool. Like it's it's done really like very. It's like has a cool style to it. It's very ethereal, kind of uh, misty there, and sort yeah, of trippy. Yeah, but also like you know uh, the classic sort of homage to the upcoming generation. Um, which should never be ignored, of course. And, you know, yeah, very Gen Z feeling, uh, mm. not in a b- good or bad way. It's just, just kind of like a Gossip Girl with, like, a current spin to it. And Zendaya is the star, right? Yes. Uh, no, Gossip Girl isn't the right comparison, but it's in terms of, like, that age of people. Got it. She's the star. Uh, there's a bunch of other people that you'd recognize Boy, as well. Boy, her career is really on fire yeah that thing that shows jam-packed with stars is people it who are pe- people who are if they're not already are going to be yeah for mm, sure fine. anyway there's one scene where they talk about one of the guys and how he has hero fantasies and it actually shows him living one out which is pretty funny like what it, i forget exactly what happens but some guy is like trying to creep on his girlfriend and it shows him literally shooting the guy in the head and it's wow. like and literally with, I, I was thinking this as hillary goes that's just like francis <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is like a classic right. Francis hero fantasy. That's a classic Francis moment. That guy probably heard about me. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Did you know, <laughs> did you follow the, uh, the hot, this is now probably a week or so old, but the hostage situation at the synagogue in Texas? Did you follow that story? I know nothing more than what you just said because I, I'd heard that, but I don't know the specifics. Okay, so there there, there was stuff in this that I didn't find out till later. That Has it been resolved? Oh, yeah, yeah. They all, all of them escaped. This is, let me just read this to you, okay? So, um, okay, the, you know, there, there were four people in a synagogue uh, that a gunman came into and held hostage, and it was really tense. Uh, but the rabbi, Charlie Citron Walker, has been called heroic for his cool head and the decisive leadership that led to the dramatic escape of three hostages on Saturday from Congregation Beth Israel of Colleyville in suburban Fort Worth, Texas. He said that the security sessions taught him that if you get in this situation, you have to do whatever you can. It gave me the courage and the sensibility to act when we were able. He described a series of subtle strategies that set up the hostages with the opportunity to make an escape. When he was instructed to sit down, he chose a row with clear access to an exit. When he had an opportunity to rub a fellow hostage's shoulders, he whispered to him about the exit door. And when pizza was delivered, he suggested another hostage retrieve it from the door. Eventually, all the hostages were within 20 feet of the exit. Uh, at another point, Mr. Cohen used his feet to slowly move chairs in front of himself to potentially divert bullets or shrapnel. I want to just finish this, because, but then this there's a great. lot that we've got to get into. This is incredible. By around 9 p.m., the three men were near enough to an exit and were poised to run if the opportunity arose, he said. There was a real immediacy. When Mr. Cohen saw, or Mr. Cohen wrote that he was prepared to wrap his prayer shawl around the terrorist, Mr. Akram's neck or shooting hand, but he did not get the chance. When Mr. Akram, the, the shooter guy, instructed the hostages to get on their knees, he wrote, I reared up in my chair, stared at him sternly. I think I slowly moved my head and mouthed, no. At that moment, Rabbi Citron Walker told the men to run through the chair at the guy and bolted for the exit where a SWAT team ushered them to safety. Law enforcement then entered the building uh, and they I think they killed the guy. Wow. And then the guy and then the rabbi writes, We escaped. We were not released or freed. Wow. Wow. Pretty Wow. Skin tingling stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm getting the chills. I mean, dude, first of all, when it comes to religious figures, you can't beat a good rabbi, dude. No, you really can't. He, th and there's nothing like a good rabbi. Let me ask you something, Julia. What kind of rabbi are you picturing in this story? 
the guy who like uh, at a shiva like charmingly gives this sort of eulogy for this person. And, is he like, old in your mind? Uh, With white hair, sort of a charming white he's elderly like, guy. He's like forty-eight in my mind. Okay, because I'm going to show you this picture. That's the rabbi. Wow, he's probably even younger. Dare I say handsome? <laughs> is he like forty? I don't. I don't know what he is, but he's not what I pictured. I was picturing yes, like an elderly rabbi. This is a young, strapping rabbi. This is the Hebrew hammer right here. I don't know if you guys can see that, but let me tell you something. Rabbi Charlie Citron Walker, if you're not married, I'm not way off. No, you 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 were closer I'm than in the I ballpark. was. This guy is going to be up to his yamulka in puss after this story. Am I wrong? <laughs> God, I mean, I, like th- this guy. Uh, <laughs> that question I is think a that's trap. Fine. Am I wrong? No, that's fine. No, that's fine. Uh, he. Um, the ra- the rabbi, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> the point is, look, true hero. You can't deny it, right? He threw the chair, playing the long game, played the long guy. He was a chess. He was a chess master, moving the pieces. Yes, within this in place. his favor to set up. Yeah, and they were on. There was it was like an eleven hour standoff. Incredible. But here are some pieces that I thought really stood out to me. One. uh he was able to whisper, get near the door, while he was giving another hostage a shoulder rub. What kind of terrorist allows his hostages to give each other shoulder rubs? Isn't that a very, isn't that a little bit of an odd thing to be letting happen under the, under the, <laughs> like maybe you're screaming, you're screaming anti-Semitic epithets and blaming these people and saying you're going to kill them. But they're they're giving each other back massages. But it's eleven hours, dude. Like you're not screaming shit the entire eleven hours. No, you're right. You know? But then, then they then they ordered a pizza yeah, or a few. Right. That's that's all. That's not uncommon. Keep the hostages alive. I mean, it just it's just a very it's a strange image to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I like agree. if I'm if I'm under under the barrel of a of a gun from some madman who. J- hates who I am based on my religious beliefs. Is that what, what the case was? Well, I think so. Yeah, I think he was. I think it was a. He's crazy. This guy. So but why wouldn't but, he just kill them? Like, was he trying? Maybe he was just trying to get money. Like, I, like. No, it wasn't a. I've, I, I hate like hate hostage situation. It feels unique to me. That's what this was. Is that a thing? Oh like, yeah. Like with, is it? Dude, do you remember the um? I think it was called like the one the the one tree or the the tree of something synagogue shooting. But that's a shooting, but, right? But th- that's what this would have been if they had not been able to. But but what was the guy trying? Why keep them for eleven hours? Why not just kill them? I think they were very good at trying to talk him, distract him. I for 11 hours he wasn't asking for money or anything as he far wasn't? as i know no so i'm just it's not making sense i mean i wish i understood the story yeah, yeah i don't know more because I, enough about it. i if think you have people for 11 crime. hours that doesn't sound like a hate crime to me hate crime is you kill them because you think some crazy thing or with the other thing you said something else too and i forget they don't there was a religious thing. Oh, right, sorry. So it's either that or it's like a political thing to like get attention. So it's like, here's our cause. We've taken these people hostage. When you leave whatever you're occupying, yeah. then you can go. I think this was classified as a hate crime. Okay. 
you know, that fortunately the the hostages were able to escape thanks to the heroics of our very handsome rabbi who apparently, you know, not for nothing, I would pay a lot of money to get a back rub while eating pizza from Rabbi Charlie Seitch and Walker. I really would. <laughs> what would you, I mean, there's no amount of money. That, that, that should like be a, his thing. An impressive guy. I mean, dude, the, the yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm curious about, I mean, I don't see why it couldn't have just been, this guy's like, I'm going to take these people hostage and get money and escape somehow. That's the other thing. It's like, how many hot people who take hostages get away with it? Like, is it more than we think? Like, why do people that, keep trying? I don't think that works out very often because it's called, it's kidnapping. Right, right. That's what that is. Now, um, the other part of this that I really liked was uh, he thought about using his prayer shawl to wrap it around the guy's gun hand or his neck. Can you imagine the irony of being an anti-Semite radical lunatic? And going into a synagogue where you've been welcomed in because it's cold out. That's what happened. Oh, wow. And uh, taking everyone hostage and then being subdued by a, a prayer shawl from the very faith you, Irony. <laughs> you hate. For sure. I mean, that that is adding... That is that is like... That, I don't know. That, to me, would be the, mo- the ultimate right. way yeah. to, to subdue your hateful attacker. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. Yeah, I just picture like an Indiana Jones scenario, like where you know how that's what I thought. Yeah, just can anybody actually do that with a whip? By the way, even when I was like ten, I was like, dude, no way. (laughs) The way he like will whip a gun out of someone's hand—it's ridiculous. Well, I like to think so. I mean, if I if I I mean, what a stupid weapon! If I ever see Harrison again, (laughs) I'll ask him. If I ever run into old Harry Ford again, again. I'll make sure to pass on that question for you. For all our new listeners, you got to do some deep dives to get a couple of these references. Dive in. Don't feel overwhelmed. That's right. Francis knows Harrison Ford personally. Sure do. Must have been 100 episodes ago. He'd remember me. He'd remember I think I've probably brought that up a few times. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank God for the heroics of Rabbi Charlie Citron Walker and uh, I guess a Peace, somewhat peaceful uh, re- resolution to that scary situation. Um, yeah, at least the the, uh, the the innocent people yeah. seem to have not been harmed. Okay, so you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. Are you able to communicate to your other three hostage colleagues? Yo, you need to get near a door. We're going to run if this gets worse on my signal. Yada yada. I don't know. I from from what I've been able to kind of gather from sort of extraordinary situations I've been in, if if there are any, I think that I'm fairly cool under pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't know how cool. You're a tennis player. You are. I mean, yeah. I, hopefully that translates. And I don't. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I, I don't know if there's like a direct correlation there. But like, I think I like to think I could be fairly effective. But again, I don't know. Like I've never had knock on wood. I've never been in that kind of situation, so I don't. I really don't know, man. What about you? You know, I think that they picked up from a very early point that you know this was not. I think what happens is like you, if you, you're, hopefully, you determine at a very early point this could be life or death, and I might as well do whatever I can to improve my chances of survival. 
mm-hmm. instead of thinking, oh, maybe I can talk this person down from the ledge right. and resolve this peacefully. I think you have to be prepared to say, we're going to get shot at and we need to do everything we can to to, to limit Avoid the that. chances of getting killed. Right. Whether that means one of us has to bum rush or set up a barricade or distract whatever it is, you know. Yeah. You just worry about things going like the plan typically doesn't go the way it's supposed to. No. So, I, you know, a lot of the time in like a true kind of hostage situation where people are trying to get some kind of bounty uh, for the people that they've taken hostage. Like there is a, a plan that tends to go wrong. You keep and, you keep referencing these hostage situations for financial gain. I haven't seen that that much lately. I think that was like a thing in the eighties. <laughs> I mean, like whatever, maybe, but like, like you know, so the pirates or like. Any- well, let's well hold on because it, it it does bear mentioning. I think that if my hostage taker was somebody who was there. And had, you know, holding us all down in a bank and making demands that money needed to be wired to his account in the Cayman Islands or something. I I do think I'm less afraid of that guy than I am of some radical person who is simply there to make a statement and hates who I am. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, like the poli- the po- like if it's a political thing or whatever it might be, making some kind of point, that's a little scarier because that person believes in something and the belief is bigger than them. Yeah, and yeah. and I also think that they think a lot of the time that dying in this act makes them a martyr, right, and right. there's nobility in that, right, so right. they have nothing to lose. So that's scary. But in either scenario. When things start to go wrong and the captors panic, bad things happen. Yeah. That the old like, if I don't get da 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 in twenty minutes, I'm gonna start killing people. And, <gasps> yeah. And then like the, the lady leaning against the file cabinet, smoking a cigarette. Talk. They they, they let you smoke a cigarette still. You know? <laughs> I'm just thinking. Have you ever seen Dog Day Afternoon? No, but I'd like to. One of the best hostage movies and like a true story. Really. And a crazy story. It's an incredible story. Who's in that? Al Pacino. Oh. Um, I forget who else. It's very, very good. Okay. And the 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 story, I, I wish I could give it away, but I don't want to ruin the movie, even though it's a true story, is insane. Like why he was the, why he took these people hostage, mm. why he needed the money is a crazy twist. Interesting. Highly recommend. Cool. Cool, cool. Whatever. Uh well, anyway, uh, that's that. So, Francis, we just did a little arts and crafts project. That's right, because we have partnered with the Developing Artist Collaboration, DAC. It's an artist development nonprofit. It's awesome. And they they came up with this idea of selling these outside-the-box DIY kits, which essentially is an art. It's like an arts and crafts thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll explain a little more. This isn't like our forte, but we had a really f- good time doing this. We sure did. And they've started to blow up. I mean, they they started this to try to fund the project because they weren't like getting as much money maybe as they wanted from grants or whatever. So they're like, let's bring in some more money. And it's turned into like a great successful thing. Well, and was, I see why, dude. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun for us to to, to follow these directions and do a little... Uh, Little arts and crafts from home together, you and me, bonding experience. And it's amazing, like how comprehensively they literally give you every single thing that you need to you. You basically open up a trash bag and put it on a counter, and then you have every single thing you do, you need to literally paint to paint a piece of art. Yeah. 
and then you you do not make a mess at all. Yeah, you you create art that doesn't suck, right? Which is what usually happens when I try to create art on my own. They have created a way for people who don't know what they're doing with art to make it look cool and fun and nice. It's amazing. So yeah. so here's an example. So they sent us for the oops one, and we have a story that's going to be out today of us making one of these because you guys will enjoy watching Francis and I stumble trying to make a nice piece of art together. But uh, we had a mold. They do custom molds of anything. Do not be shy, by the way. That's they right. will make, if you want a nice fucking, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Set them up. They'll, uh, you know. Anyway, we got a banana, an actual <laughs> banana <laughs> for Oops, which we loved. For my personal kit, I got a world, which I thought was so thoughtful nice. and sweet. It didn't even fit in the box, so mm -hmm. it came underneath the box. How sweet is that? And Francis has not yet opened the one for him him and Sierra. That's right, because it's for us, and she's working all the time, so I have to find a time when I can actually get to the arts and crafts with her. No, but, but, but like in Francis' defense, we literally brought the, them to you today. Yes. So we opened ours, but you have not opened I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. You know what's in there? I know it's Don't in there. Don't you dare tell me. I will me. not tell you. Okay. I will not tell you. Good. Guys, this is a really fun thing to do with your girlfriend. Fucking have a couple Cockersons and go make some art, dude. It's it's literally like you paint a a mold, essentially, and do all these fun steps. Yeah. They outline them all. It comes with all the paint, all the gloves, all the stuff. We have put our... We've done our preliminary step. It is now drying, and we will be doing step two on the update on the next story. Go check out. But but uh, don't get it twisted. Really quick, they also do candle making. They also do you know they sell artist made products and on custom t shirts. This is a custom made. I'm wearing a custom made t shirt. As right am now. I. Yeah. As am I. We love this stuff. Look, they make really cool stuff, and they make they give you options of making cool stuff yourself. So it's not just the painting, but that's the one we've done. It's the most fun we've we've had. Ever. Go support some artists. We love uh, being part of a good cause. This is super dope. Visit www.outoftheboxdiy.com or on Instagram, outoftheboxdiy underscore DIY to, to explore their kits. While you're there, you can also discover DAC and what they do for artists. Uh, it's an awesome place. It's an awesome you know way for building artists and their careers and all of that. So... Yes. Definitely check it out because we're huge fans. Yeah. So what was the website? One more time. Outoftheboxdiy.com. And if you use promo code OOPSIE, that's O-O-P-S-I-E. Did I yes, get that right? that's right. Yep. Promo code OOPSIE, uh, you will get a free shipping and an artist-made gift. Nice. Which is a very lovely... We know what the gifts are and they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Yeah. So get in there, support, uh, support you know, a cool nonprofit. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah. you know what kind of fantasies I have? Yeah. I have like, I don't really have like hero fantasies per se. I sexual. Ha no, you you know, have sexual You know fantasies. what? <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have hero fantasies in the sense of, but it's like a different kind of hero. Like here's my hero fantasy. I'm on Fallon one night on the couch <laughs> and yeah. they're like, oh, we hear that you're a big Spanish music fan. And I'm like, oh, you know, like I do like it. I do happen to like it a lot. And I'm like, you know, I'll sit there and like... AKA, in no way did I preemptively tell the producers that I liked Spanish in, music. No, no, no. In, the, in this fantasy, I, this is not, had not been set up. Mm. This, this, he knew, he did his due diligence on me, and he knew this about me. And I was like, yeah, you know. And he's like, you know, I've heard that like, you apparently like know a bunch of the songs and stuff, but you don't speak Spanish. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's like kind of crazy. <laughs> And then they bring out Bad Bunny. 
Wow. And I am starstruck. I'm like, oh my God, Bad yeah. Bunny. And I get shy. I start, I become shy. Mm-hmm. And you can see my cheeks turn red. Yeah, little, and little flushing. Yeah. I immediately am kind of like, oh, you know, Mr. Bunny, it's wonderful to meet you. It's one pleasure to meet you. And he's cool. He's being like a rock star, you know. Yeah, he's hopping around. And we're sitting there. Yeah. And and they're like, would you guys, why don't you guys sing, like, why don't you sing one of his songs? And I'm like, oh, I could never. <laughs> and he's like, come on, come on. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And then uh, I get up there and they play a song and I just do it perfectly. And Bad Bunny's impressed. And then the second verse, he actually gets up and we do a duet. Wow. And it goes viral. And on the comments, it's like, ha, 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 with J-A-J-A. And then uh, everybody doing the fire emoji. And then being like, yo, bars. And then yeah, yeah. the P emoji. And everybody loves me. What's and the P emoji? P is this new thing. I've been hearing about this. P, it's funny. Okay, so P is this thing that Gunna has invented. Which, by the way, Gunna, in my opinion, I was texting Chris the rant about this the other day, has had one of the great album rollouts that I've seen in a while. Okay. He dropped a new phrase, this P, which could essentially, they're like, what is P? And he kind of goes into this like six paragraph rant that what I end up gathering from it is that it's essentially doing something good or cool is P. Mm. And for example, they had a pilot who they deemed to have been racist for some reason. Future and Gunna, they were like taking a plane and they got rid of the pilot and they got a new pilot and the pilot's name, I guess, was Alex and Future then tweeted... Alex was not P. Wait. So Alex was not P because he was bad. Oh, Alex was the first pilot. Yes. The racist pilot. He was not P. So anyway, (laughs) this actually happened the other night. I mean, you know, I would have thought the P stood for pilot. this This is just so vague. It's a 1 in 26 chance that... You know, you've chosen a letter that means something. I I, I don't really get the point of that. Totally Seems fine. It's really arbitrary. Totally to fine. Me. So anyway, he puts out the album. Push and P is the second song on the album. It becomes a thing. There's a corresponding emoji. Also a great call. And then everybody starts talking about PP. Then two days later, puts the Drake song out that had not yet been on the album. That's sort of like a move of, of like a deluxe. And the, the Drake track also has P incorporated into it. Is Drake saying P, P? I, I, don't, I don't recall, but like Drake is usually on board with the new thing. He's cool like Okay, that. yeah. Anyway, I'm walking by the stand the other day and Gunna was supposed to be performing at that concert venue. Oh, yeah. And some kid walks by. He goes, yo, are you guys going to Gunna? He goes, he's not coming. They're stuck in Miami. And I was like, you know, I'm not, I actually wasn't going, but I wish I had known. I would have bought tickets. I was like, he's probably too busy down there pushing P, huh? And the kid goes, ha, ha, ha. And he goes, yo, what is P? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I don't really know. And he was like, all right. And then we parted. That is about <laughs> as good as you're going to get, I think. <laughs> For my fantasy. Exchanging <laughs> with someone of that age. <laughs> I mean, that is the most... The kid was like 17. That's yeah. the biggest sort of generational role reversal <laughs> I could possibly imagine. Think about what happened there. I know. The guy was like, are you going to Gunna? And, you know, if it had been me, I would have been like, who's Gunna? And that would have been the end of it, right? But you were like, not only am I not going, I wish I'd gotten tickets. He's one of my favorite artists. Then you threw in one of his freshest, most new... <laughs> you know aphorisms trending whatever nonsense thing (laughs) the guy was in the loop enough to be like yo this guy gets it and then he was like maybe he gets it better than i do (laughs) and asked you to clear it up for him 
Imagine explaining like TikTok to a 19 or 20 year old or something. Like I, I don't I don't know what it would be. <laughs> you know, like that's incredible. Uh, I was with Eric Newman when this happened. Yeah. And he was sort he was confused as to what had happened. Good. Like, what just happened? That gives like, me confidence. Don't worry about it. Uh but yeah, I appreciate that, dude. I was I guess I was sort of I didn't mean to be, but now I realize that I was a bit of a humble brag there. But anyway, it tied no, in nicely with the not. push and that's, pee. That's fine. Anyway, the gun album went number one, beating The Weeknd, one of the big uh, kind of album release upsets. And wow. you have to think that the whole pee, that's extremely pee, dude. Yeah, pretty pee. Very pee. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like this <laughs> pee thing. Because you are not pee. I, <laughs> and I'm fine with that because you don't even know what it means. How can you be insulted when when the person accusing you doesn't know what they're talking about or what it means? Come on, <laughs> you know. Uh, That's good. Anyway, it's good stuff. I well, something it. interesting happened last night at uh, the stand. I have to. Speaking of the stand, um, you know, I, I went up and did my set, and the crowd was great. And then Ashley, our good friend Ashley Hesseltine, girls got to eat. Uh, you know, t- bend the knee. Uh, t- went up <laughs> after me, and she had a good set too. But there was a slightly unruly fan in the aud- audience who started like kind of harass—not harassing, but just like yelling out stuff that was not helpful and was disrupting the flow of the show and was like really obnoxious. So one of the managers of the club, Joe, sort of leaned in and went like, "Shut, shut up! Don't do that!" or whatever. And that the guy didn't like that. And then somehow this ex- escalated. I didn't watch it escalate. I was upstairs. Uh, but at some point, those that guy and his date got kicked out of the show. And they didn't take it well at all. And uh, so they're getting like taken upstairs, sort of ushered upstairs. But the stand doesn't really have any bouncers. Do you know what I mean? It's a nice comedy club, restaurant type place. It doesn't have somebody who, if this person was like gently showing you the door, you would not ask questions. Mm -hmm. And so they're just sort of leading these people to the door. And all of a sudden, these people just decide like, I'm not going to let you kick me out. And they start arguing their case. Mm. and i i don't even they don't have a case right Right. the simple answer is you were being obnoxious you are no longer welcome in this private business establishment we'll refund your money or whatever but you're i don't think they do what i don't think they do refund. fine fine whatever it is you violated some kind of rule and by the way typically hosts i think even maybe when you buy the ticket there is something that says like if you don't if you're disruptive or you drink too much, you may be asked to leave. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. If you don't play nice, you're out yeah. of there. So this guy refuses to accept that. And his girlfriend is right there with him. And they are, they're probably like 23, maybe 24. Mm-hmm. And there's something, there is, I, I hate to say this, but it almost feels as if there's enough of a generational divide between our age and that age where when we would get kicked out of a place, we'd be like, okay, you know, 
Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, well, yeah. that's it. What, what, what can right. we do? You never think to be like, you'd be, maybe you'd be mad, here, but yeah. you wouldn't be like, I, no. Right. You, you wouldn't, you'd, you wouldn't say like, you cannot kick me out or you have to tell me why you're kicking me out. And so this starts kind of escalating. And so then I go to try to help. And basically, cause, cause the guy had, the guy had actually told, given me a fist bump when I came off stage and was like, great set. You, you were so funny. So I thought maybe I could play the good cop and be like, listen, bud, come on. It's been a good night. Like, you know, just go and like, let's, <laughs> let's make it. But he's, he, I, sh- I come over, you know, and he's like, you, you, he tries to recruit me to his side. And he's like, come on, you tell these guys, like, we were fine and they're, I don't know, whatever. But, but th- their whole point was, I need you guys to tell me the sequence of events that led to us getting kicked out. Mm. And I was like, well, you don't, you don't deserve that. Well, but isn't that an easy thing to produce? You were being disruptive during the show. Is they, just, that wasn't enough for that them. Wasn't enough. That had been said multiple times. And they were like, that's not good enough. You know, we were, we're here. We're, we're paying patrons. Why are we being kicked out? And then you're like, well, because you were being obnoxious, yada, yada, you were disrupting. And then you, that's so you're no, just, you know, you don't, you, and they won't, they won't accept this. Mm-hmm. And it got so annoying. I've never been this annoyed. I found it an, just brutally annoying that this man and this woman, both of them, refused there was it goes back to the entitlement thing as we often talk about they felt so entitled to some kind of like written in stone reason that would i guess miraculously convince them that they did in fact need to leave Mm -hmm. but that's never going to happen because they're idiots it's just like a fighting tactic they're idiots and when you are stuck trying to convince someone who's acting like a six-year-old of of something that they're you know eventually you just want to say like give up and just say you know slam the door in their face and right and you don't know what to do and and i don't i i I hadn't encountered people in a while of this generational mindset of um i deserve a better like the reasons you you have to give me a reason. I have a right to be where I am. It's this defiance mm. over everything. And I think it has lent itself well in a lot of social causes, right? So, like, you could say that there's, you know, defiance in the Me Too movement. We're not going to stand for this anymore. And that's great. There's it defiance. could also just be, like, drunken defiance as well. It felt yeah, more it, of, it, like... You're right. And it may not even be generational. Maybe we did this, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, people of our age have done this. But it did. It did feel to me like they were they were acting aggrieved, almost from like a social wrong point of view. Yeah, like we're gonna carry over the same way that we've stood up for for noble causes. That applies here too. You can't kick us out. You know, we're citizens. Who knows? Interesting. And I, that was the, that was the distinct vibe I got, and it it, would, it it really annoyed me that they were not able to draw the distinction between, like you're wrong here, but that you, you may be right in other realms by being this vocal and and not willing to stand for things, but here you're the asshole, you're the problem, and it's still okay for people to tell you 
shut up and leave. Right. And they right. wouldn't accept it. It's annoying. That's annoying. It's amazing how though, like when it comes to like negotiating, like being wi- willing to like wear the other side down is like one of the most effective tactics. Yeah, it's attrition. Which is crazy. Who has the stomach to like sit for an here. endurance argument oh, that just circles around and around yeah. and around? And it, 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 I find it really annoying because I am, I, I pride myself on being a pretty good arguer, a debater, because I can, I can usually present p- pieces of logic or see things that I, you know, hopefully I can outsmart the person and they've just proved they've, they've run up against a brick wall and they have to abandon their point. That's usually my tactic. But these people were unwilling to see the wall in front of them. Hmm. What was the final resolution? I don't know. I got so annoyed I had to leave. I'm amazed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed that you got involved to begin with. Well, I thought it was going to get, I thought it was going to get worse, mm. and I thought maybe I could diffuse it. Mm-hmm. But these people were there. They were unmoving. There were they were so much. I don't even know. They were so stubborn over nothing, and I don't know. I I just it, it it's to this. To, I mean, I'm still kind of a little angry about it (laughs) which is my fault you know yeah it's just you never know it's amazing stuff like that doesn't happen more often you know you're just like performing for these big groups of people all the time and like it's gonna happen sometimes it sucks but it's a thing you know yeah you know what i thought about doing Mm. i thought about pulling out my phone and starting to film them (laughs) and i thought about saying okay Here's what's about to happen. I have 127,000 followers on Instagram. Right now, you guys look like assholes. I'm going to start documenting this, and I'm going to post it on the internet, and it's going to be really bad for you guys because you look you look ridiculous. Do you think they would have responded to that? They might have like given you some spiel about how you can't do that without their permission or something. Am I an asshole for even thinking of doing that? No, it's uh, it's annoying, dude. I mean, like, I thought about like going on Instagram Live and being like, "All right, everybody, here's the situation: these two people are being assholes at a comedy show. They've been kicked out by the club. They're refusing to leave. Here's where we are. Enjoy." Yeah, I, I, it, I had this thought: like, I wanna, I want them to suffer repercussions of their behavior. Yeah. Whether it's professional. I want their bosses to see this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like it I don't think it's a wrong thought. I but I think you like not doing it is probably the move, but when you're in a situation like that, it's so frustrating. You're like clearly right and you're talking to somebody who is wrong who just like keeps beating around the bush and like yeah. starts just really getting married to one specific thing. So specifically tell me what I've done wrong and I'll yeah. be, it's like, dude, we have, you know what I mean? But then they would, then they would like make up stuff too. Like they got, they finally got outside and then the guy was like, well, my credit card's still at the bar, which wasn't true. Mm. And it was as if he was like, I'm just not going to leave this place. I can't take that L for yeah, my, for, yeah. for my, some unknown reason. Maybe, yeah. Maybe part of it, the date, how is she behaving? As bad. Yeah. Um, with with a little more clarity, she was not slurring her words the way that he was, but she was Karen-esque. Mm-hmm. She was really like, I, you know, you can't tell me this. You need to explain to me why we're being kicked out. It's like, out. do I? I actually don't. 
<laughs> and and yeah, I mean, everyone was just getting like we were astonished as a unit Jesus. by the imbecility of these people. Crazy man. Anyway, crazy. Hate to see it, as you would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. I am currently passing around magic minds magic to the boys. Magic minds for everybody. Magic, magic minds, minds all for the, the way boys. Around. Um, it's a little shot of clean energy, baby. It's got matcha in it. We all love matcha, right? Who doesn't love matcha? Who doesn't love matcha? Matcha, matcha, baby. Um, all right. So these these magic mind drinks are, dude. I've been editing my ass off, and whenever my brain just feels like it's toast, I grab one of these puppies and rip it back mm. and I immediately feel alert and it almost feels like I'm trying to like remember in Sleeping Beauty when the thorns have engulfed the castle mm. and Maleficent then turns into a giant dragon and when Prince Philip throws his uh, his his knight's sword with into the heart of the dragon the thorns then slowly subside and the sun comes out and that's what my brain feels like I when just, i drink what i it don't is. know if i've seen the movie recently enough to remember all of those details but <laughs> you know I, I get the sense that you were able to summon those images thanks to the fact that you're using magic mind dude magic mind keeps the mind clear it's got matcha in it it's that clean energy that you, it's not the jittery energy that you get from your coffee which isn't to say that we don't like coffee we sure do but uh, it's it's nice. This is this to me is a great sort of afternoon little booster. That's not going to give you that difficult come down, that crash that yes. you get from caffeine. And they've said they've done studies about it too. Yeah. You don't have that come down that you have that's with right. the, that caffeine that's crash. Right. If you want to try out some Magic Mind for yourself, we have obviously a special code for you. Sure do. Um, all you have to do is go to www.magicmind.co/oops. And use our discount code at checkout, OOPS20, OOPS20, to get 20% off of your first order. Give these a shot. Let us know. You know that I'm big on the sort of like alternative ways to stay focused and kind of keep your brain ripping. Um, and this is really, this has been really nice. I really like it. Um, so check it out. Um, dude, we have a funny email. Great. That I think we could talk about. We have a we have a couple of these that maybe we maybe should maybe catch up on Excellent. today. Fun. Let's okay, this is titled "Friends Giving Faux Pas." Um, now, when we were reading this initially, it kind of seemed like it wasn't a big deal, but it is actually a pretty good question. Okay. Uh, so, let us know what you guys think. I've been listening regularly for over a year now, and I love your content as it is very relatable. All right. Here we especially go. being newly engaged. Uh, especially being newly engaged, the wedding content is finally relevant to me as well. I'm here. I'm here for all the praise. By the okay, way, everybody, we get it. We get it. Yep. Uh, I'm writing because something happened at a friendsgiving that I'm too embarrassed about to even tell my fiance who was there. It was at our friend of a friend's house, so I know them, but not super well. I used the restroom uh, at one point and saw that they had a scale. I was curious since I haven't weighed myself in a while, so I, I like stepped on this, the scale. I like where this is going. My weight flashed on the scale, and then right when I was stepping off, it flashed last weight, and the number of the weight of the person who had last weighed themselves. Wow. It took me a second to realize that the next time my friends weighed themselves, my weight was going to show up <laughs> as the last weight. <laughs> I was too embarrassed to say anything, so I never did. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they'll put two and two together or just never know who weighed themselves on the scale. P.S. My weight was a good 20 pounds less than theirs, so it could be obvious. 
Is it something I shouldn't have done? Are scales off limits at other people's houses? So good. This, this is, is great. So, this, this is, is a Larry great. David Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> it's episode. It's great, dude. Um, oh, man. This is really good. <laughs> I don't think scales are off limits, but I do think other things in bathrooms are off limits. Yeah, this is my thought. And I would well. be happy to sort of delineate which <laughs> things are fair game and which things are not <laughs> okay but but before we do that your thoughts on this scale issue so i i, I sort of I, I tend to agree with you like if you're fucking you know taking a swig of their mouthwash and then you like smell it on their breath like that's a very weird look mm -hmm. you shouldn't be doing that if the scale is out in the open it's fair game mm -hmm. if it's like underneath a cabinet or something it's a little weird if you pull it out sure Sure. If it's right there and you can just step directly on it, it's potentially okay. That's what I think. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Um What do you think? Look, you know, <laughs> if if you're first of all, if you're at a person's house or party, let's say that it's a home that has two bathrooms. Typically there is a bathroom that is, you know, assigned for party goers, mm -hmm. right? This is the the bathroom you're allowed to use. Right. And that's not usually the bathroom that has the scale in it. This is a big uh, thing for you. This like resonates with you. Yeah. As far as the allocated bathroom yeah. versus the off-limits bathroom. Because we have our bathroom and the only way that I'd be okay with a, a guest using our bathroom is if the other two bathrooms were occupied and they were desperate to go. And they asked you, right? Or no? I might be okay with it if I sort of went in and realized, oh, shoot, somebody's in my bathroom. And then they came out and they're like, listen, I'm so sorry, but the other, I really had to go to the bathroom. And the other two, and were... The other two were locked. So, cool. and I'd say, okay, no problem. You don't, you wouldn't have to ask me. Okay. There's also nothing in my bathroom, really, uh, you know, I don't think that is very compromising. That said, <laughs> your bathroom is where you keep your prescription drugs, if you have any. It's where you keep, you know, your skincare products, your what, your night guard, anything that might be just mildly too personal that you would want people to see. Can I add something to this? Yeah. So my bathroom happens to be the bathroom everybody uses in yeah. my apartment, which I don't mind. Do you... But do you batten down the hatches when people come over? Yes. You you really tuck away everything and I, make it. So I make sure there's no like lint on the toilet seat. I try to make it as presentable as possible. I mean, it's not that nice of a bathroom. Would either. you take any of your you know pr medical products or things that you wouldn't want people to see? Do you take them out of the bathroom? So I don't have anything to hide. However, I do have some sort of hot commodity items. Yeah. And when certain people come over, I hide them. You talking about like expensive? No, not bath even care products. No, like like pills. And when certain people come over, I know that they're the type of people who look through people's medicine cabinets, and I hide them. I mean, that's that's a great point right there, though. Why are you having people over who are going to be rooting around in your medicine cabinet? I, those people are not invited to my house. Because, dude, it's it, it's like one of those friends who you've like been building a case against, but you just can't pin them down. See, this is just. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're Julio just slippery. is waging a long cold war against a, a, a friend. I'll say this though, because it might be it might be one of those things where it's, in my opinion, not worth it to be like I don't want to be friends with you anymore. You only take away from my life, and I 
ultimately don't like you, even though sometimes you're a little, you can kind of be pleasant to be around. I think you're toxic and I think that you bring everybody down. I don't want to have to say that to somebody. So I'd rather just like avoid them and be tolerant. And then like when they're around, have my guard up. You'd rather walk into your bathroom on them crushing up a pill of Adderall. I will snort and that'll be the, the piece that topples the king. I will hide my Adderall when they come over. So if you're at my apartment and you find yourself looking for my Adderall and you can't find it, you're one of the people. If you And if you go in and you look and you can find it, you're not one of the people. But this to me almost goes against your strategy, which is to say you you want to catch them in the act of something that would allow you to avoid that conversation but would give you enough reason to end the friendship. And to me, that would be catching them doing your Adderall. It's almost as if you should leave it out. But how I would never be able to catch... They're too clever. They would just like take a couple so I wouldn't notice and I wouldn't be sure. You know what you could do? You could switch the pills. <laughs> like put like Ambien in there? Put fucking... No, put like, you know, <laughs> ground up ghost pepper. Oh my God. And then the person comes out and they start sweating and they're like, what the fuck? Ah, ah. And you're like, what did you do? What happened? And they're like, I don't know. I just, I took something. You're like, did you take my fucking Adderall? Guess what? It was ghost pepper. <laughs> and then you... Cameras, everyone, it's a prank! Everyone's on your side. You, they instantly know that person went rooting around in your medicine cabinet, took some of your prescription medicine, and is now suffering as a result. That's a great, that's a Julio move. Julio special. Come on. It's just so, like, I'm, I'm like too uncomfortable for them in that I don't want to catch them. It's too awkward. But it would almost teach them a lesson in a way where you could still get out of that and, and without, you know, without ending, like hurting the friendship. This is an interesting thing because it's not even about the hurting of the friendship. Like, let's say I don't care about the friendship. There's just something so uncomfortable to me about like put laying all my cards out like that, being like, I don't like you. And now I have to see them all the time for the rest of my life still. But because of mutual friends and work or whatever. Okay. So, but you feel that way. Um, yes. And you're still inviting them over to your apartment? No, actually. I'm probably not inviting them. They probably just end up there because other people are, are there. Dude, I think the ghost pepper <laughs> move is really, is really could solve all your problems. <laughs> because it would, ha it would in invariably reveal to them that, one, you were aware that they might do this. And two, they did it and they're wrong. I know, I know, but I, I, again, I don't know, like, I know that I said the sort of building the case thing at the beginning. I don't know that it is that I'm building a case. It's sort of like, since the I don't need to build a case, technically. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I prefer that they don't know that I feel this way, even though I do, I think is what it boils down to. You're right. The ghost pepper is absolutely, <laughs> whatever it ends up being, I don't know if I could figure out how to refine ghost pepper into a, into a pill. And <laughs> Um, or however you know could maybe, maybe you could do laxatives you know like in dumb and dumber i, I don't know what it would be <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny yeah, i literally just put a ghost pepper in an adderall container he's <laughs> like look at this adderall <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest adderall i've ever seen um all right well back to the bathroom back to the bathroom thing <laughs>
things that you can use as a guest in someone's bathroom versus things that you can't. I, I think opening the medicine cabinet in general should be off limits. Absolutely. I don't think don't e- do even that. if you're if you're desperately looking for some floss or something like that. I'm sorry. I just don't think that's you should have access to that. Agreed. Um, and then I think uh, you know you should use the hand towels instead of the like bath towels to dry your face or dry your hands after washing them. Washing them. I don't think if someone's towels for showering are hanging up, I don't think you should dry your hands on those. So not only because because it's like personal but also like they're like ass and vagina and penis were on it yeah if it's just hanging there it's been used right and that's like weird you're gonna wipe your face i'm not gonna wipe my face on your ass but it also you know it also demands that the host (laughs) set out a very clear hand towel that's something you've got to do because people will use whatever they can find that's true that's true they'll risk it with the with the bath towel if there's nothing else available Mm mm-hmm that's a good point. Um, I I think mouthwash is off limits. Yeah, especially even if, with COVID. Even if like I picture a scenario where like you use someone's mouthwash, you go now you're talking to them, and I can smell my mouthwash on you, and I'm like, did you use my mouthwash? And then I have then you have to be like, oh, I didn't put my mouth on it. Like I I, which like okay, that's still weird. Dude. I like, used it as if I were an NFL player drinking Gatorade through a face mask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? What other things are there? Well, I think there's how much are you studying the contents of the trash can? <laughs> I don't think you should be <laughs> studying crazy. the contents of the trash can. That's crazy. Even if you have to throw something away, I don't think What's you should there? be judging the amount of tissue paper and saying, well, I certainly know they don't have a cold. So there's a lot of <laughs> fluid cleanup that's being happening here. Um, I think anything that needs to be uncovered is off limits. Yeah. If you have to open the shower, if you have to open a cabinet, you shouldn't be in drawers. You shouldn't be finding Q-tips. If a Q-tip is sitting on the counter and you use one, that's a gray area, perhaps. Who is using a Q-tip that they find sitting on the counter? But it's in a Q-tip receptacle, like for fresh Q-tips. You're giving people (laughs) the green light to use your Q-tips at a party? If the Q-tips are sitting on the counter and they happen to take one, I'm not going to hold it against Let me tell you something. I go to the bathroom (laughs) at a party. I am taking a piss. I'm washing my hands, taking a quick look in the mirror, and I'm back at at it. This is not a full, you know, grooming facial, clear out my ears, (laughs) my nose, you know, full service (laughs) upgrade of myself. Who are these people? (laughs) Okay, well, let me ask you this. When you pee... Do you shake the goose after in someone else's bathroom, or do you use a, a towel, paper towel, or a, a, a toilet paper? I have and never dab. used. Uh, I've never dabbed to end a pee. So, but if you shake and you get pee, perhaps well, I on always the side, open. I always you... open. I always raise the lid, of course. And if I were to somehow get a little bit of spackle <laughs> onto the seat, I would probably. Take some toilet paper and wipe it down and throw that toilet paper back in the okay, yeah. toilet. Yeah, I think that that's, the, that's how you Look, behave there. You leave the world a better place than how you or saw it. It's an old camping mantra. I used to see this on camping campground sites where 
you know, you would show up to a campground and they would, it would, there'd always be a sign that said, you know, leave the campsite as clean or cleaner than you, than you found it. So uh, yeah, I feel like as clean makes sense to me, but cleaner, like better is like, you're just trying to get free landscape. That's just a way of asking people to go above and beyond. And they never do. You ask people to, to go, to keep it cleaner. That means that they keep it as clean. Okay. If you ask people to keep it as clean, they keep it less clean. Less clean. Interesting. It's like telling people to show up 10 minutes early so then they show up on time. Yes, yes. That's an interesting point. So Francis, I've started taking a supplement, as you know, and I know that you have as well. Yeah, man. Of course I have. Chromadex. Chromadex, true niagen. Yeah. And dude, let me tell you, you should see my cells, dude. Yeah, your cells are looking good. My You're looking cells younger. are looking good. You certainly are looking younger. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm a little gel, a little jelly. All right, so for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, from head to toe, your body's made up of trillions of cells which are busy performing their specific functions to keep you healthy and resilient. Mm-hmm. To keep up with all the work, a sufficient supply of an essential molecule called NAD plus must be maintained for cells to perform their normal functions, which include creating ATP for cellular energy, repairing your cells, healthy mitochondria. That's what you need. When's the last time you heard about mitochondria? It's Biology. 20 years? Ninth grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, dude, many common lifestyle factors can decrease your cells NAD plus supply, including alcohol consumption, too much sun, bad diet, uh, environmental stuff like pollution uh, and over six human clinical trials have demonstra- demonstrated that daily supplementation with NR known as niagen can safely and effectively elevate your NAD plus levels giving each one of your hardworking cells exactly what it needs to perform yeah. at its best. Look, all of this is fancy schmancy talk, right? But we're just trying to support healthy aging there go, on the inside of our bodies yes that's really what this is okay you know you just get it done baby i've been sleeping well i feel confident in, in the old in the old bedroom yeah you do <laughs> um, always and, you coming know, back to that so whatever i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep crushing this right now new customers can save 20 percent on their first purchase by going to true slash oops and use code oops that's t-r-u N-I-A-G-E-N dot com slash oops. Code oops. Save 20% of your first purchase. True slash oops. Code oops. Uh, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. By the way, I do have... You once asked me about the tenets of being a good host. Mm. I think another really interesting discussion is the tenets of being a good guest yeah we haven't really looked at it from that side of the looking glass we've made we've talked about it a little right just like how to how to show up like what to bring to a party um but you're right but like do you have do you have thoughts on this uh, well we hosted a couple for a dinner party just just this couple a couple nights ago they were the best guests I've ever had. And I don't mean that as any kind of a slight against you because you and Hill Dog are great guests. Thank you. I appreciate it. But these two were, it was almost, it was almost shocking. They left and Sierra and I turned to each other and simultaneously sort of whispered, they were so cool. (laughs) What did they do? We were in awe of these people. Well, they brought over a dessert. Okay. And it was a, it was a made dessert that needed to be baked, but that's all it needed. So they had put it in. It was like a, I thought it was brownies, mm-hmm. right? But it was a 
chocolate cake that was in the cake thing. So all we needed to do once the dinner had been finished was throw it in the oven and he had a timer set and it came out as we had finished dinner and then he served that with ice cream. Wow. And it was, I'm not kidding, the best chocolate dessert I've ever had. It would get a handshake on the British Bake Off? I don't know what he put in this thing, but it stole the show of our dinner that we prepared. Wow. And was unbelievable, you know? Mm. Um, I think another tenet of a really good guest. That's, that's Who are cool. they, though, to you? Are they they're like new people, friends? They're friends that live in the building. Okay. So they're, they're super cool. They're new friends? Yeah. Is this the first time you guys had hung out? One-on-one. On one, or you have two-on-two. Two. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, they're just amazing people and they've got kids and they said something to us because we were talking about having kids. They said something that was really, really interesting, which is kids enter your life. One of my fears about kids is, as I've said, is I, you know, we only have a couple years left until we have kids, presumably. I want to maximize all the things that we do because I know that when we have kids, our lives will be, you know, shoved into a much smaller box of what we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be much more limited. We'll be beholden to our, these kids. That's been a big fear of mine. And their response to that was, don't forget let t- that, that kids enter your lives. Mm-hmm. You're not entering their lives as much. So you can still live your life with these kids and 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 that reframing of it was a very was the first time i'd heard that because you know as the saying goes like i've we've seen so many people just end their lives yeah as, as we know them once they have kids and i don't want that yeah no totally and there there are people who stand out to me too as sort of like inspiration from that regard like ricky velez is one of those people yeah he has a kid they uh they are very good about sort of like living their life still and they're like extreme and that's not to say that they're not there's no sacrifice being made as far as spending time with the the kid and of course their life has changed but like they're they're very good at balancing it and i look to it as an example yeah uh, that gives me hope yeah uh the last piece about being good guests i would say if you're coming to a dinner thing show up 15 minutes late and leave on time interesting those are two really important pieces uh it's really nice you're the the hosts are never ready they're never ready for you to arrive and 15 minutes is not so late as to screw things up from a timing perspective uh but it does give them that cushion to make sure that the crudite is chopped the hummus is out the cheese (laughs) has come more to room temperature and softened a bit (laughs) <laughs> the, you know the the, the and and then the the drinks are ready to be mixed all of that mm-hmm. uh we were uh, you know i was not ready for their arrival I'd, I'd had a longer day and you know fortunately they they gave us that i think 15 minute grace period so what do you mean by leave on time because like there's no don't like, overstay your welcome there's no okay fine but like what if this is where, where this becomes a tricky thing it can sometimes be hard to read the like, oh yeah, they're being good hosts. They keep telling us to stay, but they don't actually mean it. They're just saying that. I feel like we're having a good time. They're acting like they're having a good time. Are they really? 
or are they tired and done? Okay. So if the if the host has been making you and serving you drinks all night and all of a sudden they stop serving you drinks, that's a sign that they want you to leave. Really? Think about this. Ready? Like if I've if I've been bringing you and filling up, making sure your glass is full all night and then you get towards the end of your glass and I don't get up to fill it up again, that's my way of saying we're not having another round. Mm-hmm. We're tired. And by the way, I, most of the guests I have, I would have no problem just saying like, hey, we're pretty tired. Let's call it a night. Mm-hmm. But that is a sign of like, yeah, that's a subtle sure. way of saying like, we need to wrap this up. Cause, so my thought is like, if I have people over, which I'm not as much of a like, I, and I'll be like, do you need something else? But like Francis like makes cocktails like for real. Like I, I'm just like, I don't possess that. You do a good job. I have every time I've come to your place, I've enjoyed the things that I've I've imbibed. Okay, like I remember when I uh, I had you guys over um, and Raina and Ashley. Yeah, uh, Raina's boyfriend at the time, all that stuff, whatever. That's the only time I remember being like super attentive to drinks. But this thing that I do, and this is a bad thing that I do. Once I have two or three drinks in me, I purposely start making the drinks really stiff for everyone. So like I don't know why I do that and it's not even some like sadistic thing. I think I really believe like it's more fun that way. But okay, but none of that matters. My point is if I have people over and I'm like you need something, you need something whatever. Once the it comes to the part in the night where I'm no longer offering and someone's like can, like it it turns into can I go grab something? Yeah, go for it. That doesn't mean I want people to leave though. That's fine. And I I agree to that point. I guess what I would say is, you know, you do reach a point often where most people's drinks are low or they're not you see other people not refilling their drinks right right and there should be a little bit of an awareness there where if you were to go and fill up another drink i don't know it it wouldn't necessarily be a problem but just like maybe you're kind of the last person keeping this thing going yeah 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 and i think there's there's like a different sort of like the vibe you're describing is more of a like obvious out dinner party, sort of vibe yeah, as yeah. opposed to like a saturday night let's go to ours because w- what happens with us like we take people hostage we like <laughs> yeah. we don't let people leave so i've like, left alone francis has left my apartment alone before and left sierra, sierra. <laughs> yeah. um because we take people hostage and we did it to our friends Allie and ben who are uh they live in nashville yeah when i go and to they julio's, kept trying to leave and when i go to julio's apartments i mean i start giving people shoulder rubs and ordering pizzas and whispering like get near the door <laughs> i'm about to throw a chair and be a hero <laughs> yeah we'll order a pizza and then i will force you to watch rosalia's entire vi- videography <laughs> uh so yeah whatever but that's a very all good points all good topics of yeah. conversation yeah francis i'll tell you what pal it's a tough day out there it's freezing cold yeah. i'm watching my my life savings be completely fucking blasted i can use a good <laughs> cup of joe pal you need some oops beans friend <laughs> i need some oops sounds beans, like you need buddy. some oops beans to lift you right on up <laughs> i do yeah uh brooklyn roasting company our it's favorite coffee, our favorite on the coffee planet. in the world. I'm still, I'm still grinding, still grinding it. Every morning, I have my oops beans. You know, I've been taking it with my creatine, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Are you really taking creatine with coffee?" Well, what else am I going to take it with? That's how I start my day. My, my, my iced oat milk latte, thanks to the two shots of oops beans espresso that I create. 
And uh, this is the best coffee I've ever had. No joke. Dude, it's funny. I got some for the people that I used to live with. Uh, they've gotten into like making espresso, like kind of the old fashioned way with the little pot. And uh, I went over there the other night. It was like 10 p.m. I went to hang out with Eddie, who's like the youngest, uh, the youngest of of the kids there. He's like in his mid 20s. But he goes, hey, Roddy. He calls me Roddy. He goes, want to hit some fresh beans? Mm. Reaches into the cabinet, pulls out the oops beans. I drink an 11 p.m. espresso. Oh, <laughs> that'll keep you up listening to Latin music till four in the morning. <laughs> As if you needed any help. Sure, yeah. dude. Uh, BrooklynRoastingCompany.com. Promo code OOPSBEANS. 5% off your order. It's good shit. It will get you laid. Okay. So this is a freshie. Mm. Um, we have a little bit of a, of a backlog of emails. Uh, we're getting around to getting to all of them. So if you if you took the time to write out an email to us, we are going. We always read them because we do not take for granted that you're taking the time to tell us the story. Mm. Whether or not it makes it on the air, we will always read them. Um, okay, so this one is says time sensitive, ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always get to your emails, even if it's six months late. Anyway, this email says time sensitive. <laughs> right. So I and, and yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna go over this one. Time sensitive, ignorant in laws and wedding woes. Oh boy. Um, hey guys, relatively new listener, big fan of the pod. I have a situation that I would love your input on. I'll do my best to make it as concise as possible, but there are a lot of moving parts. Okay. My fiance and I were engaged in December of 2019 and planned our wedding for July 2021 in Alberta, where we live. We are both originally from Ontario and all of our family and many friends still live there. Fast forward to March of 2021. My fiance received a phone call out of the blue from his mother saying that she and his sister would not be attending our wedding. She said that it would be uh, an irresponsible decision given the pandemic. Mm. Here are my issues with this. His mom and sister flew to Alberta to visit us in July of 2020, height of the pandemic with no concerns. Cases in both Alberta and Ontario were falling rapidly uh, and Alberta was getting ready to move into a, quote, nearly normal state of operation. Presumably that means the beginning of 2021, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't think that that's piggybacking off of the previous point. Okay. I think that's the next point. So okay. during the time that the wedding was going to be in 2021, sorry, whenever whenever the mother said this, the cases had been falling and it was supposed to be quote nearly normal. Vaccines were beginning to roll out, meaning they would all be vaccinated come the date of our wedding. Later on that day, we received an email from his grandparents and aunt stating that they too would not be attending our wedding. This means that not a single member of his family would be coming. Wow. After many tense and uncomfortable talks, we inevitably decided to postpone to July, 2022. The kicker is that Alberta was fully open in July and we could have, and we could have safely had our wedding. I was furious. We had several other guests coming from Ontario that had no issues traveling as it was safe to do so. We lost money, fought, and were extremely disappointed. To add insult to injury, a mere two months after what should have been our wedding day, his mother and sister booked a trip to Mexico. I let my fiance know that this would forever change the way that I feel about his mom. Wow. In no uncertain terms, I told him that I no longer have a friendly relationship with her. Holy shit. Fighting words. Love it. Uh, I want to stress that I have never bad talked his mom in front of him or raised my voice to her. I've simply cut off communication. Uh, my fiance brought up how his brother, or 
how this bothers him the other night, months after this has happened, and said that it will put strain on our relationship. I countered by saying that it hasn't changed our relationship at all and that we rarely see family anyway. With the fourth wave in full swing and restrictions back in place, we have since decided to bite the bullet and elope in March of this year with just our maid of honor and best man in attendance. My question to you is, do I have a right to be upset with his mom and sister as I am, or am I being petty? Again, I've never been rude to them. I just don't care to to associate. Follow-up question. My sister has asked to attend our elopement as well. She would be flying from Ontario. When I brought this up to my fiance, he was upset and doesn't want her to come because, quote, it wouldn't be fair to his family. I disagree as I did not invite my sister. She asked to come. His family could have done the same thing if they weren't traveling to Mexico. Instead, would love your insight oh my as all my friends and family are quite biased. God. Francis, hope you have better luck with your in-laws. Oh, my God. Lots to unpack here. Oh, my God. This is tough. There's a lot going on. We're, we're, they haven't even started, and they're all. this is so rocky already. Yeah. All right, let me let me start by saying this. I think this is an important thing um, for people to know, and, and a lot of people do know it, and other people know it but aren't aware of it. I, a lot of sons who, you know, when you get married, you all of a sudden, you, you've spent your whole life devoted to your mother um that has been tip you know the woman in your life and then all of a sudden you are now devoting your life to a different woman which i think can be very hard for a mother to adjust to that you know their son is now i guess belongs to another woman and this is very Freudian, very Oedipal. It's kind of like, you know, all yeah. that ridiculous psychology or whatever it is. Um, and I think that there can be... That's what causes a lot of strain, but often between the wife, maybe, and the mother-in-law. Because there's this tug of war for the son's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always happen, but I'm sure that this does happen. And I've talked to my therapist just out of curiosity about it um fortunately sierra and my mom get along very well so you know it's it's not as much of an issue with us but uh so you know i know that that is something that this woman should consider which is that by by basically saying like i don't like your mom that is going to be way harder for him to deal with than she's probably aware yeah yeah it's sounding like she is missing that one a little. because then you as the son you feel almost like you have to pick a side and you don't want to forsake your mother but you also resent the fact that your wife might be asking this of you yeah um and they should not be opposing forces there should be some way to create a you know quote unquote love triangle if you can but but the the tension does exist for a reason you know what i mean like, absolutely so it becomes a difficult thing and you sort of have to like decide do you want to go there or not she has decided to go there and like you said it it will inevitably cause some type of strain but her but her saying i don't think that this should affect our relationship that's wrong when he yeah, said right. it's really affecting my our relationship, the fact that you don't like my mom, and she says it sh- it doesn't affect our relationship at all, that's ridiculous. I agree. I agree that that's you so have correct. no idea what 
how that's affecting his way, his thinking about the relationship. It does. And, and I get her point. She doesn't understand the sort of like linear. She's like, I'm still polite to her. I'm still, but it's not about that. It's about him knowing her, his, her feelings towards his mother. Yeah. I would think that, you know, look, when you get married to somebody, typically the parent of the person you're marrying is only going to be alive for another 20, 30 years, whereas your marriage is, you know, 60, 70 years, hopefully. Well, well, well maybe whatever, 50, <laughs> I don't 50, know about these 50 stats, years. Though. I don't know. I don't know what the number is. But you, your marriage hopefully will outlive your in-laws. Mm-hmm. And um, it's still, though, the in-laws will probably be around for a while. And so you can either decide to try to this disown yourselves from them or make it civil and i can tell you that lives and marriages that where the the in-law relationship is civil are much healthier more pleasant relationships than ones where there's there's just a you know we don't get along and so we avoid each other let's just not even talk about it let's not bring it up let's try to see them as little as possible we only have to see them once a year whatever it is yeah yeah, and it can be tough to sort of outrun the grudge. Like I, the amount of times you see these sort of like grudges on stuff like this lasting forever, it's it can be a hard thing to to work around yeah. without like addressing it, which can be very uncomfortable, and thus why oftentimes people opt not to go there. But then you just hate this person forever, which sucks. Um, and you know it's just not an ideal situation but i will say this i mean i understand why the girl is frustrated not so this has been a thing that i've noticed too it's like people have sort of decided when to pull the covid card in an inconsistent way yeah so having discomfort about doing big gatherings because of covid i think that's a person's right regardless of the time and and what the deal is and how safe it's supposed to be. And, you know, clearly it's been a learning process for everybody. And, you know, just because we're vaccines doesn't necessarily mean everybody needs to be comfortable. Okay. And on top of that, really quick, it's possible that this mother and daughter are, were not okay with the idea of going to like a hundred plus person wedding, but that they could justify a trip to Mexico where they're staying in a hotel because they're not going to be in such proximity to so many people. I could see that being yeah. a fine reasoning from that. Seems like a stri- seems like a little bit of a stretch. It's inconsistent. But agreed, agreed. But it is not the same. True. It's not a total contradiction of their original reasoning. True. I had I had that thought as well, and I as I've thought about it, it's hard to imagine that you're just against a big outdoor gathering, presumably, but you're fine with going to the airport, traveling, like. Those two, those two things should be sort of hand in hand in my mind. If you're not coming to your son's wedding because you are fearful of COVID. Why are you going to Mexico? Why are you going to Mexico? hundred percent. I agree. With I that. think that that's a compelling argument. That would annoy me too. And when it's happened in my life where it's like somebody's really shook about COVID and then suddenly they're not and they expect everybody to sort of like be on their level. That's fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel for her there. The idea that your sister can't come to your elopement after the after your husband's family has, for lack of a better term, sabotaged your wedding. That's fucking insane. Because it's not fair to them. It's not fair to you that you haven't had a wedding. She should call his bluff on it and say, invite your family. Right, right. Invite your sister. Right. 
I'm happy. I'm, there's no reason. My sister asked to come. My sister can't I come. I said yes. Of course. Tell your sister she can come. Yeah. Yeah. What do you well, like? Put him in his place. I kind of blame. I do kind of blame the the son here. I think he's not standing up for his wife enough. He's being directed more by his his family. Yeah. And uh, that's something they're going to have to figure out. Yeah. Quick. And dude, you know, listen. I I urge everybody. Especially, you know, if you have kids and you're meeting their boyfriends, soon to be fiance, whatever, all that shit. It's really nice to sort of be open to being accommodating to other people's ways that they do things. Mm -hmm. You can compromise in that way and you don't have to like lose your identity. And I'll, I'll give a shout out to my girlfriend's family. I think that they're really wonderful about that. And I've always felt welcome. I've never felt pressure to be a certain way. And they sort of like... I, I really I, I really like them and I think that they in my mind they're an example of like how to be as like quote in-laws yeah um, I, I, I feel the same way I, you know honestly I just Sierra's parents are just like they're so nice and I mean they have so many reasons to be concerned about me <laughs> Dude, you, the first time we met, I had just been fired nationally. Yeah. With bad press. Did they know about it? I walked in and had to, I had to, t I think I told Sierra 20 minutes before I arrived. And they were all around the dining table and they're like passing me the lasagna like, well, I'm so sorry, you know? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, Take oh. an extra piece. Yeah. It was like, here, <laughs> make sure you eat enough. You're, you know, I know you're going through a rough time. Damn, dude. It was as if I'd lost a pet, you know? They yeah. were They were as willing to be helping me put back the pieces without judgment as if I had, you know, lost a pet. Totally. And it, I just, thank God, you know, yeah. they were just so cool about it and have always been so... Uh, I think we're very lucky in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, well, anyway, good luck. Uh, you know, we feel for you. This sounds frustrating. This is a shitty way to start off, uh, you know, a life of romance with somebody. But I'm sure you guys can figure it out. Mm. And, uh, you know, whatever. Ooh, yeah. Love it. Tricky. Um, dude, what do you, you, you got coming up? Oh, yeah. Well, big weekend at Gotham, April 8th and 9th, New York City. I'm also, by the way, going to be in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, at the Bananas Comedy Club in, I think, the first weekend of February. Uh, so check that out, FrancisEllis.com. Um, I hope to see you guys there, and uh, we'll have a we'll have a weekend. Cool. I have. I'm going to be in Panama City Beach, February 26th. Holy Harpoon smokes. Harry. Uh, the ticket link's coming out if you guys are down there on the old Panhandle. Nice. Come through to see your boy. I'm also going to be at Comedy Works in Denver uh, the last weekend in. March into April, I think it's the 31st or something, um, with Ricky and have some more stuff popping up soon, hopefully as well. Uh, so hopefully see you guys.